Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends, Elliot. And Damla. That's her, right there. That's Damla. And that's them, right there. Hi. <laughs> that's her, that's the problem. It's her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, how are you doing, you son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How... Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, guys. Does anyone One else day. have a cat that just keeps them up all night? Because I do. Like would would die for her, but don't want to lose sleep for her. No, literally, like would actually die for this cat, but also shut the fuck up. I'm sleeping, bitch. <laughs> oh, you know. I miss her. I'm by that I mean I miss that I haven't seen her. It's gonna happen this year, and there's gonna be photos, and they will go up on the podcast Instagram. Um, but. So if I sound a little bit lack of lacking in energy, it's because your girl didn't sleep because of my cat Darcy, who I'm sure you're familiar with now because she's made a cameo on here a few times with with the famous lines like meow, meow, meow. Yeah. I think you know I saw a video the other day um, of 
uh, a cat who had very similar markings to Darcy. And I, whatever that genre is, they all cried the same. It's very bizarre. Tabbies. Yeah, fucking they cry tabbies. the exact same. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, yeah. we love them, but fucking hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Also, genre. Genre. Genre of cat. <laughs> genre. Breed. No. Genre. Jo- it's a gen- fucking genre. genre. Genre cat sounds like a really sort of insensitive French character I've invented. <laughs> it's a community, it's a genre, and it's a podcast. Genre cat. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Put it in my back pocket. Anyway, Daniel is tied. I'm here to bring the pep. But first, email corner. Email corner. It's over here. Come on, let's go. On a little walk. Come on, then. Come on. This is live phony work right here. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're at email corner. Hello. Oh, look at that. What's going on? I'm Corner Elliot, and we have... What do we have? Say it with me, everybody. Three mails. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> we could fuck you if I had less than three. Or more. But no, we have three. <laughs> yeah. I'm predictable. <laughs> So our first email is from Neve, and they say, Hello, Elliot Damler. Hello. I've been listening to the podcast since I found you on TikTok at the end of last year. I have really enjoyed listening because Doctor Who is my favourite show of all time, and I have no one to talk to about it anymore, especially not to the extent that I like to discuss it. Lol. I don't usually talk to people who I follow online, but I let you know how much I love it. I just moved to London. I found the podcast it really helped me with the transition. It was quite a big and scary time for me. I just finished a rewatch of all the seasons, and then when I found you... I started to watch it again with the intention of watching episode per episode, along with you. So to say that didn't work out, I ended up binging it to the end of season four. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I haven't, I haven't been. Yeah, honestly, this is this is us through and through. I haven't been able to watch the end of Time Part Two yet because it's too painful. <laughs> yeah, same vibes, energy. Also, I'm so glad to know you're fans of Love Monsters. I've always liked the episode, and when I found out people hated it, I was shocked. Like, it's funny, heartwarming, ignoring the slab, and it introduced me to Mr. Blue Sky, which is one of my favourite songs to this day. I know you enjoy hearing facts about the show and its universe, and I have a fun one. Maybe you already know, but I will say it just in case. I'm not going to leave spoilers for Torchwood because I know you haven't watched it yet, Elliot. Thank you, Neve. That's what we like to do. Yep, yep. Basically, I was rewatching Torchwood last year. And I'm sure you know uh, that Peter Capaldi is one of the seasons. However, I don't know if you know, the girl who plays one of his daughters in the season is actually the girl who played Young Rose in Father's Day. <gasps> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. See, she's uh, sorry if you already knew this, but neither of us did, because I've not seen it and Daniel's not very observant. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you already knew this, but I thought it was just a little bit of info. Um but you could, you could be bored right now, so I'll drop it. We're not bored. We're, we're together, but I appreciate No, the, I'm thoroughly shocked and entertained. The heck? I personally love the way they reuse actors in the shows. Anyway, this email is getting long, so I'll leave it here. Uh, I'm sure I'll forget something I wanted to say. Thanks for bringing some fun Doctor Who content and discussions back in my life, especially at a time when I need some comfort. Hope you're both doing well. Neve, P.S. I've no idea how to sign off an email correctly, so just deal with this. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine, don't worry about it. It's sent from my iPhone, but that's just a thing. I don't think you typed that in. Anyway, thank you for the correspondence, Neve. Good fact. It's a really good fact. I've just looked up as well, and the actress who plays Young Rose and is also in Children of Earth, she stopped acting in 2009. What happened, sis? Oh. What happened? We don't like that. No, we don't, we don't like that. But you know what? She slayed nonetheless. We have our second email of the night, second cab off the rank, is from Isis and... They say, hello, Daniel and Elliot. Hope you're both well. 
Elliot after their break, and Dan will after her solo podcast moment. Well, you know, I think solo might be a grandiose term. There were guests involved, but, you know, she's doing very <laughs> I was well. going to say. <laughs> got to stay humble, you know? Yeah, no, we've got to. Absolutely. <laughs> I had to email to say that I'm excited to hear you guys speak about Series 3. I was nine in 2007 when we first met Martha, and as Rose's number one fan, I have I never warmed her. That's fair enough. As an adult, I love her and think she's an amazing companion. The series, Dreamland, the Freeman just starred in, is filmed in my hometown, Margate. I thought she was incredible. Have you seen it? Uh, no, not yet, only because I don't have access to Sky TV. I will watch it one day on the Seven Seas, if you know what I mean. Me too. I'm going to... Uh, I really want to watch it. Um, because, my God, that woman has not aged a day as well, can I just say? Because like... Free Rajman and Lily Allen together in a show, gay panic. No, really and truly. Actually, genuinely. Yeah. So I hope you like it. Let us know. Let, let us know if you let us know. think we should watch it. Yeah. My question to you is, if Rose had left with our bestie Chris at the end of Series 1 and Freema had joined in Series 2, do you think their relationship would have been different? What do you think it would have been like? Do you think he would have treated her better? As a certified grown-up, I find it hard to watch how 10 seemingly leads Martha on, then shuts her down at every opportunity, bringing up Rose and making her feel like second best. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it and what it would be like if the Series 2 episodes were 10 and Martha, not 10 and Rose. For me, for you, I think 10 would probably have moved on from Rose pretty quickly and treated Martha a lot better. I don't think we would have seen her in the same way she just see him. Uh, but he would have let her down gently and kindly. Thank you for creating the podcast. It's such a light in my life. It's so much Aww. fun. I look forward to every Tuesday. Isis. Okay. Damn, what do you what do you think? Do you think the relationship would have been much different? I do. Um, I agree with Isis. I think it's definitely, definitely. I mean, I think the big factor in it is that Ten would have newly regenerated and almost kind of like a new personality. So I think it would definitely have been like a new chapter, new kind of thing. It would there wouldn't be as much yeah. of like a oh, Rose liked butter on her toast. Do you know what I mean? Like. Oh, Rose Rose exhaled once. Rose blinked once. And it's like, oh, go away. Go away. That wouldn't happen. I that amazing meme, didn't I, the other day that I saw yeah. on Twitter with the, you know, are those, guys, are those guys selling drugs? Rose used to love drugs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been, it would have been different, for sure. Uh, in what ways, I can't say. Probably... Yeah, would have just had a slightly more like you say, I don't think they necessarily would have gotten together. I can see them as having a very kind of Donna-esque kind of like bitchy kind of thing. Because as is demonstrated in this coming episode, where Martha is allowed to be a bit bitchy in a good way. She uh, you know, joins a bit of a bit of a gossip, bit of a hot girl chat, and I can see them kind of doing that, especially like very early series two ten. Um yeah, I, I think that'd work. I, I do think though there would be more. I see. I think personally there would be more of a "will they, won't they?" but they won't kind of vibe. Yeah, but I think it would just be less like weighted. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but and of course when people are really good friends, sometimes especially in media, there is always like a bit of a you know, ooh. Ah, you know, we're so yeah. we're so coded to like watch media when people are friends and be like, yeah, ah, uh? like even the Doctor and Donna have amazing chemistry. Yeah, they do. Because it's just chemistry. You're just watching chemistry, that's all. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but I don't have a clear answer. Sorry, Isis. <laughs> Sorry. Hope we, hope we did our best. And thank you for the lovely words. Final email here. 
goes as follows. Chan, hello, my loves. My name is Zen. Cheeky little non-binary listener here. Anyway, Ooh. just wanted to say hello. And I love you guys. I'm sat in my bed procrastinating A-levels because I found my driving test today. So I'm eating oh. a full box of milk tray. Um, <laughs> oh my god, vibes. Actual vibes. <laughs> Honestly, take it from me and Damon. Neither of us can drive. Um, yep. It's fine. It's, it's all, absolutely it's all fine. It's a big scam. Do you know what? <laughs> Queer people can't drive. That's actually yeah. the truth. Like That's the narrative and it's actually the truth. So it's fine. Queer people don't drive. We watch Doctor Who and we eat milk tray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, you mentioned milk tray. This is actually sponsored by Cadbury's. And I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Send us stuff. Can you imagine? Come um, on, Cadbury's. <laughs> <laughs> wish, wish me luck for my A-levels. I'm a future doctor here. Not the kind that travels in time, but close enough. I mean, that is incredibly impressive. Really um, impressive. Anyway. So don't beat yourself up about your driving test. Focus on becoming a doctor and saving lives. P.S. Heaven Sent is a gorgeous episode. We'll get there. Take care. We'll get there. Though. I mean, listen. Listen. We both may have very differing opinions on Heaven Sent. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really know what you think about Heaven Sent. I whispered something, um, and uh, I'm not going to say what that was. I think Um, it's name and address redacted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I just really no, think um, it's really redacted when Peter Capaldi redacted and then the redacted. Sorry, I just, just making it easier for you. <laughs> <laughs> and not to get confused with the podcast episodes. No, not sorry. The podcast series redacted by. Okay, the I just think it's really um, funny when Peter Capaldi withheld, and then he goes with the withheld, <laughs> withheld <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons. Nah, bye. Actually, bye. No, so, no, thank you for that lovely email, Um, as always. You know what? I haven't had a milk tray in so no, long. No, me either. I want like, one now. Fuck. Well, next time we meet up, I'm going to buy you a milk tray. Like, it's like, it's like I, I love sweets and chocolate anyway, and I love the occasional kind of middle-class indulgence of, like, having, you know, a Percy pig. Some of those, like, seashell chocolates that have got hazelnut line in. Oh, and I feel like... Gullivans, I feel like such a middle class bitch when I buy them, right. but they are so good. Percy pigs are the best sweet, and that's that. They are. That. It can't be helped. They can't be helped. They have that perfect foaminess, but that also those little jelly ears that you just want to chew off. Um, and they're fucking Moorish. And then by the time you know you, you, you by the but you know it, you just finish the packet, and then you're like, oh shit! But then you're like, I feel good though. I feel good. Guys, okay, take it from me, the Godfather of UK socialism. Eating a packet of Percy Pigs doesn't make you a class traitor. Which brings us on to our sponsorship <laughs> with M&S. No, no, no. no. Put it all down. No, no. A joke. Yes. A joke. Anyway, thank, thank you, Zen, for opening my eyes to how saying cheeky little non-binary is just perfect. I'm going to use that from now on. And for using... Absolutely. Much, much appreciated that. Well, that's email corner. Right, we've got to walk away from email corner now. Come on. Gosh, why do we why do we put it downhill? It's oh, great to get God. to. It's fucker to get back. Why? On. Why? <laughs> so now that we're back up the hill. Sorry, I was just trying to remember what you said. <laughs> now that we're back up the hill, we're 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 <laughs> basically it's time to go to the lab and turn into a scorpion. Let's go, bitches. <laughs> Let's ride. Vroom, vroom. Ah! <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Charlie XCX. <laughs> Redacted. 
So, if you saw the title of the episode and through contextual clues, like Big Scorpion, you'd know that today we are talking about episode 6 of series 3, which was broadcast on the 5th of May 2007. It was written by Stephen Greenhorn, directed by Richard Clark, and that would be called The Lazarus Experiment. Oh. Ooh. But first, and for the first time, maybe this series, Damler. Yeah. I know what Google thinks this episode's about. Fuck, man. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. <laughs> Get real with me. I want to know what you think it's about. Me. Little old me. Little um, old you. Well, it's simply about how you need to be diligent with your SPF use and really <laughs> get on that retinol if you want to be anti-aging because, honestly, they're great ingredients. They're great things. SPF every day, even if it's raining, even if it's cloudy, wear SPF for fuck's sake. Come on, what are you doing? Do that instead of using a weird machine to reverse <laughs> aging. What are you doing? What are you just, doing, Richard? Just do skincare. Yeah, just do skincare. <laughs> just do the skincare things, okay? But Elliot, the real question is, one, do you use SPF every day? And two, what do you think the episode's about? To answer question one, I don't use SPF every day. However, um, I did once have a really bad... A case of getting a very big patch of skin burnt off just from the sheer power of the sun. So as soon as it gets a little warm in this country, I do lather myself up. Good. But also wear it every day on your face. Love yourself. I look, I, it's acceptable for me as a male presenting individual to look somewhat rugged in my old age. Also, that's why this episode is sponsored by Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so good at ad segues if we ever got sponsors. Just saying. Just Boots, saying. they help me keep Lathered up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's lovely there this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Fleabag joke. Fleabag joke. Only get it if you watch Fleabag. <laughs> uh, and to answer question two, what do I think the episode's about? I think the episode is about how if you have a boss who is old and he's coming on to you, find out what he looks like when he's younger, figure out if you'd fuck his younger self, then maybe fuck him when he's old. Or... Alternatively, report the fucker because that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, report him. But if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't fuck his younger self, you know, you're definitely you got more than one thing to worry about there. Not only is a man who's in a position of power of you being creepy, he's also fucking ugly. He so, looks like a wrinkly bullsack. But we move. Yeah, no. This is not me saying Mark Gass is ugly. I'm just this is a fictional scenario for you to imagine yourself in. Anyway, speaking of. Mark Gatius. First thing I want to bring up is I always think this is written by him and I'm glad that it's not because it means I don't get to give him a kicking as a writer. He's just an actor here. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say, like, because we, you know, guys, we like to keep it positive here, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention how much we don't like his writing. Like, every time he's... I mean, the only time I've really enjoyed his writing is The Unquiet Dead, personally. Like, I actually... Mm. You know, I... If you listen to the podcast, you know I like this ep that episode. 
Well, you you really like Unquiet Dead. I I think, um, my God, it's gone from my brain. It is um, Lantern. It is Lantern. I think it is Lantern is fun. Not great, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then I always kind of would be like, you know, eh, this is not great, but it's but it's not even written by him. So you know, I just think he really really excels as an actor. Like he is one of our best actors in the in Britain in in the Britain. I was going to say in Britain, he's one of the our one of the best. British actors, honestly, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely, yeah, I think he transforms with every role he does. He's amazing. Um, he also has really soft-looking skin. That's a weird comment, I know. But every time he he's on my telly, I'm like, why are you so smooth, Mark? <laughs> he uses <laughs> SPF. I'm telling you that right now. Maybe. 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 Um, this episode is sponsored by Mark Gases. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, he's so good in this episode. It helps me he... stay lathered up. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's so good in this episode. He's he he ate this role up. He actually just like ate it up, digested it, took a massive dump, and was like, "Look at that! That's amazing." <laughs> yeah, it's one of the times I feel like working within the family of sort of the Doctor Who talent pool really pays off because you know this episode's not great. Um, mm. It's but I'll tell you what it is. It's camp as fuck. Um, oh my god, yeah. And I think, yeah, having someone who is sort of within the world of Doctor Who knows the tone to bring. Yeah, yeah. And he, he brings the tone. He brings the tone, and also it's like... So, first thing I want to say is the old age makeup on Lazarus, um, on Mark, is absolutely just jaw dropping like it's amazing like mm. it's so good yeah and he even gets the man like not i'm not trying to be ages sorry but like you know how like certain old people have these like mannerisms with their mouth and the way they like kind of mm. you know make mouth sounds and things he even does that really well like he just embodies the body language everything just he's he's just you know what he is he's a professional yeah it's true because you do get a lot of you know they say they all age up someone who's young and they carry themselves like a young person of course it's the problem you get a lot at the moment with like some of the de-aging stuff where like you can de-age their face and their neck yeah, and their yeah. hands, but they move like an old person. Um, like, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. It's meant to be absolute fucking trash, but there's that one shot in like the Dial of Destiny trailer where Harrison Ford turns around and his face looks amazing, but his posture and everything, I'm like, oh, that's just a little late-year-old man. Because he's like, he's got the kind of hunched old person look, you know? And if the movie's good, it can transcend that, but like, it's just a weird thing that happens, you know? Some people, you know, yeah, it's like some people say that about The Irishman as well. I've uh, admittedly only watched half of that film because I fell asleep. So sorry, but like, it's a, it's a long film to get through. But like, I, I think The Irishman, it, it works because everything else surrounding it is so strong. But like, yeah, you can tell, that, you know, when Robert De Niro is meant to be, you know, in his late twenties, he's still a man of age. But um, that kind of crosses a weird kind of uncanny valley where you just like stop noticing how old the character is. It's kind of, you know... Like, Robert De Niro can still play, like, 50, but he can't mm-hmm. play 20. No, um, no. God, no. But, um, yeah, like... But, yeah, it's definitely a, a strange a strange thing to happen. And it is mad, because, honestly, like, he just... The old age makeup is so good. Like, Series 3, especially, is full of some amazing makeup. Like, it's insane. It's really insane. Yeah, and he doesn't have penises going out of his head. He does not. He does not, thank God. Um, but he's a dickhead. Oh my God, he's so Lazarus. Lazarus is literally like every. No, sorry, but it's the truth. Like, so in the creative industry I work in, 
unfortunately, you meet a lot of old white men who are just really quite unpleasant. And he is literally like all of them. Like, I'm I'm the best thing since sliced bread. I'm I'm that bitch. I'm literally so wrinkly and smell so bad, but yeah, I think I could pull anyone in this room and it's like, girl, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I think I think as well what I what I what I like about that and that interaction is it it's cool it's weird and uncomfortable, but it sets that kind of thread nicely of him you know, may or may or not be betraying his wife. And yeah. like you know, it, it's a good little setup. You kind of in that moment straight away, you're like, right, I hate this guy, and uh, he's a fucking weirdo, yeah. and his relationship's not very strong. It's a good piece of setup. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's well handled. I, I think well handled. something something you brought up actually uh, uh, that I quite like about it is no one is better than anyone in their relationship. Like his wife, what is the character's name? Christ alive! It's a uh, Lady Thor. Le- Lady Thor. Because. Yeah, like Thor, as in like if you're thawing out some ice, like T H A W. I don't know why. I don't know why she's not just called Mrs. Lazarus or June Lazarus. Nice. I don't know, but she's called Lady Thor. But yeah, Lady Thor. She, you know, Lazarus's wife. She is not like one of them's better than the other. They're both literally as bad as each other, and that's probably why they've worked up until this point. Because when they're having that conversation, like once he's transformed, and you know. She's like, well, okay, you don't want to be with me, whatever, but I'm going to take my share and I don't care about you and all that stuff. Like, they are both lethal, awful business people. Just bleh. And I like that. I like it. Capitalists. Honestly, yes. Something that I think makes this episode a bit weaker for me is that we don't get enough of a setup of the company. Yeah, it should have been like, um, even if it was just in episode one, if, you know, if Tish was like, oh, I've got to go. Early start tomorrow. Got to help Mr. Lazarus set his thing up. You know, just something like that. I like it when Doctor Who has, which is strange because this episode has really strong continuity, just not for its own plot. Like, you know, this episode remembers that Martha is only meant to be doing one trip, which I really like. That's a really interesting first scene. Um, and you get tons of Mr. Saxon stuff. Oh my God. It's a bit much, I would say, actually, because I think it's, it just, it's just a bit too obvious. I mean, yeah, but you've also got now 15 years of hindsight this is true so who could who could say i don't know um <laughs> i've been thinking is, yeah i don't know I, I yeah i guess fans are probably as annoying as back then as they are now this is true <laughs> <laughs> it could um be the, it could be the rani but i Literally do the rani, like... right surely <laughs> <laughs> rose is coming back um rose come back it's the rani sorry <laughs> it's the rose rani anyway um <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just like there could have been a little bit more of like explaining what they are and how powerful they are and whatever. But something I did love is how involved Martha's family is in this episode. I think it works really, really well. Um, we've got Leo, 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 Leo. We've got Francine, icon, queen. We'll get to her in a bit. We've got Tish, who coordinated the whole event. I have you know. Sorry. Uh, and then, you know, we've got, yeah, Martha coming in, obviously. Um, Everybody except Clive. Sorry. <laughs> that was a that was a Soul on Earth Journey's End reference to everybody uh, about the fact that Martha's oh. dad's not present in the episode. Because the funniest jokes are the ones you have to explain. Yeah. 
anyway. So, um, something I actually want to quickly, I, I just want to go back two seconds, actually. At the start, mm-hmm. I really like the start of this because he's like dropping her off, like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then Lazarus is on TV and he's like, you know, I'm going to change what it means to be human. And then they say bye. It's really emotional. Muff's like closing her eyes and like going, oh my God, wow. And then he comes back and he's like, wait, sorry, did he just say he's going to change what it means to be human? And I can mm-hmm. literally see the 10th Doctor walking back in the TARDIS, taking off and then his face going, like, the, I can just imagine the look of realisation on his face going, hold on a minute, hold on, hold on. What? What? Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I think just, yeah, I can imagine that. No, no, I, I agree. And I think something that's interesting as well here that we shall revisit later on mm. is the stark total difference between her supposed departure in this scene and her actual departure from the TARDIS at the end of the series. Right. She has a lot of character growth. Right. Love it. Oh, you know. You know. Not that we ever do stand out moments of the series, but you know how much I love Get Out. So good. Get out. <laughs> Can you imagine you said it like that? Guess out, you get out. <laughs> get out my pub. Get out my gaff. Um, well, it gets blown up, so I can't really do that. But anyway, um, that's for later. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I. Okay. Let's talk about Francine. Let's talk about the Queen. Mother. The Queen. Mother. Actual mother. Um, yeah. When I was younger, I found Francine very annoying in this episode. I used to think, I was like, why are you spoiling the fun? Why are you being so rude to the Doctor? Why are you annoying Martha so much? All time has made me change perspective. I am with <laughs> oh, yeah. her all the way. If my child, if I had a child, which I do, I have a cat, like I said at the start of this episode, who won't let me sleep, but that's by the by. Um, if I had an actual human child uh, and they were hanging out with this guy who's kind of rude and kind of runs off, doesn't answer my questions, is acting really suspicious and has all these weird gadgets and it's just being really generally quite weird. And there's someone saying that, like, they're bad news. I would be really concerned about my child's safety. I don't blame her for her actions whatsoever. You can't blame her for this. I'm sorry. You cannot be angry at Francine in this moment. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. No, I don't think you can ever be angry at Francine. Like you say, when I was younger, it's like, oh, she's spoiling all the fun. But, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Now she's such an interesting character. Um, and I like that she that they've again, because Russell's such a good writer, he doesn't like make the parents blend together. Do you know what I mean? Like you 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 know, Jackie was very like obviously she was very cold at the start, and then she just became the really warm, friendly presence. Uh and then Francine is quite cold, and then she kind of slightly, you know, cools off towards the end, but she's still, you know, her priority is her child, and then you get Sylvia, who just never likes him anyway, just doesn't like him at all. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Like, and then you get Sylvia, who doesn't like him, but sort of in a slightly less uh, standoffish way. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really it's really interesting. It's a, it's a good dynamic, and I like that. Even sort of Tish and Leo are kind of like you know, come on, she has a boyfriend, so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do enjoy the. Yeah, the doctor's kind of like, yeah, I've heard so much about you. She's like, oh, really? Actually, no, not really. We've been busy doing stuff. I love the the way that the way that <laughs> whether um oh by the way yeah this is now now Francine's back by the way um 
I, I've I've heard I've heard her name pronounced as Adoja, which is how I'm saying it, Adoja Rando, but then I watched a video recently and someone else is calling her Adoa. So I don't know what's right and I feel real bad. So I'm gonna stick to Adoja because that's the way I heard it first time, but if it's incorrect, let me know. Anyway. I forgot that. I sent you a whole voice note about it, but I just forgot. Um <laughs> Anyway, I like the Adoja Ando says busy. Busy. Doing what exactly? It pleases me. It's no, but funny. like I'm fully with Francine. Like I'm sorry. Like, yeah. so you know we've been busy, and it's like no, but like having the audacity to suggest not that that's what they were doing, and that's not what he was suggesting, because obviously the doctor is completely unaware of himself. But um, if someone, if someone like a complete stranger, I thought was bonking my daughter, right, and then was basically saying show it to my mother, like, yeah, we've just been busy bonking. I'd be like, don't disrespect me. Yeah, but who the fuck are you? Now, don't talk about what you guys do in private in front of everyone. Like that's really rude. Like don't and don't disrespect her as well. That's just very weird, you know. Just basically, Francine, uh, I die for her. Essentially, is what I'm saying. And, and she'd kill you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then you get the the moment uh, where Lazarus performs a miracle and he goes into that. Ice cream tub, whatever you want to call it. I, it look, does look like an ice cream maker. Look, it literally looks like an ice cream maker. Look, I don't like the set of this at all. I think it looks so shit. Sorry. Sorry. It's cheap looking. Um, yeah. Everywhere else looks really good. Like, well, you know, when like, the doctor's running away from Lazarus, like when he's transformed and things like that, and the cathedral, everything like that, all of that looks great. I just think the main room where everything happens is really just takes me out of it. The only thing that took me out of it is knowing where several bits of this were filmed. And yeah, it's Cardiff there. Museum, right? Yeah, but like, especially when you've been there, and not like not for the main bit, I don't think. No, but like inserts the of them running away, and yeah, and then the outside, like, yeah. it's like I've been, I've been there. I've stood where that ambulance has crashed. <laughs> um, not intentionally, but I've just been there. But yeah, it's a little. That was the stuff where I was kind of like, I'm not believing any of this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the inside set's very, very basic. You know, just a sort of white tube in the middle of a room. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like a party. No, and I just feel like it could have looked. I feel like more people could have been there. I don't know. I just felt like there weren't enough extras for me personally. Um. This is really, really niche comments I'm making, but there's the comments I have. You know, I just think, I just think they could have really puffed out the space a bit more. Yeah, or like go really mad scientist with it, or if you're gonna have it like be all sleek and white, push the idea of it being a a brand that they're gonna commodify and make money off of. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. I just it didn't the the space wasn't fi- full enough for me. It didn't, it didn't feel believable. But um yeah, and then it gets into the like you said the ice cream maker, and he comes out younger. And Mark Gatiss performs the most camp. He just has the most camp delivery. I'm Richard Lazarus. I'm seventy six years old, and I am reborn. You know, like I love it. Yeah, it's very yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So dude looked like shit for seventy six. He looked like shit for seventy six. Yeah, I would have. Like, I would have. Wow. Yeah, I would like you know 
He's he's a hundred. Something really crazy. Be like you know he's been been working on this his whole life, obsessed with trying to make himself younger because he's you know, and he's managed to eke eke out his life just a little bit to cross yeah. over one hundred just to get this done, rather than just be like I'm seventy six years old because no, <laughs> like he no. looked late eighties to me. Yeah, it was very old, like very infirmly old. <laughs> like it was, but, it was yeah. a bit mad. Um, I'm also wondering because I know Mark Gate is sorry, Mark, to at you about your hairline and your lack of hair. Because I know now he's got like no hair, but back then, did he have hair? Because if that is a hairpiece, it looks so good. Like it looks like real hair. I think that is a hairpiece. Okay. So I'm trying to think now about him in League of Gentlemen, but I think in League of Gentlemen. He's always kind of wearing like wigs and hair pieces, really, or he kind of had it short. I'm gonna write Mark Gatiss, two thousand and five. Just like not that this was in two thousand and five, but no, no, my guy again, Mark. We love you, we do. His hairline's always been rubbish, so this is a hair mm. piece. It's a very good hair piece. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Yeah, yeah no, it's not bad. It's right. Really good hairpiece. Um, I love that, like, the minute he steps out of of the ice cream maker, I'm not calling it what it is, it's an ice cream maker, because that's what it is. Um, he just starts eating frantically, and you obviously know that there's something wrong immediately, because he's just literally like, you know. Um, to be fair, though, mood. Mood. Oh my god. Well, he's got, mood. He's got this canopies in his mouth, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's just, "Oh, I'm famished." I was like, "Right, yeah. can we talk about this really quickly, genuinely?" And this is staying in the episode. This is actually a genuinely serious thing. You know, have you ever had it where you've gone somewhere? Because I don't really go to events because I'm not that kind of person. I don't have. I'm not that important. But when I have, and there's only canopies, and you've not eaten dinner, it feels like a slap in the face. It's like I'm going to eat the whole tray. Every time you come round, I'm going to take another one. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an embarrassed to eat in public kind of gal. Oh, really, really, really? Um, yeah. So, like, I'll do the, I'll do the polite. You know, if there's canopies, I'll do the polite. You know, I'll have, I'll have one. Or you know, like, like last week I was at an event and there's like a, a, a massive buffet laid on. So it's like I will sample one of everything, and I've got like a right, tiny right, little right, plate right. of like one of everything. Everybody else is like piling it on, but I'm like, I'll just have one of everything. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to impose, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not like yeah. that. I'm like stuff, stuff in my face. Um, yeah, canapes annoy stuff. me. Basically, canapes annoy me very much because it's like, are you it's trying to insult shit me? As well. Yeah, it's just like, why are you insulting me? Why are you giving me like a singular bit of cheese? 
Why why are the sliders always taste like shit? I don't mean the shoe, I mean the mini burgers. Why do they always taste rubbish? Because a beef burger, in my humble opinion, one of the best tasting things on the planet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm not a massive meat eater, but you know, a proper well cooked burger. Ooh, it's different. Sliders taste like shit. It's because they're frozen. True. Yeah. Welcome to Slider Talk. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Canapé Talk. Canapé Corner. By the way, earlier when we were talking about de-aging actors, again, nobody said whether they like it or not, but put formally your requests in for a film podcast. Uh, that's the kind of high-level chat you can expect. Absolutely. Um, but no one's responded to our call for it the other week, which is rude. Really rude. Um, um, you don't want to hear our thoughts on the Scooby-Doo movies? What do you mean? What do you mean? And we'll feature Canopy Corner because we'll have snacks to watch the movies with, probably. Absolutely. Send send your opinions in via post. <laughs> and that, that postal address is name and address withheld. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway. Anywho. But yeah, he, he gets hungry. He's like... Hungry. Cool. Hungry. <laughs> so he's eating the canapes. Mad... Mad munchies, mad, mad, mad munchies. And then his wife is like, let's talk business, sis, let's go. And then they have like a really actually quite a nice conversation, weirdly enough. Weirdly. The only time then they actually like relate to each other. It's very, 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 very touching and nice that an episode that's here, yeah, it's fine, can pull out some really good dialogue and again you in that moment you see that kind of contrast between them where she was safe in the country and he was stuck in london yeah in the war yeah it's unfold it's very good and kind of yeah it gives you that kind of uh, a sense of ruthlessness you know being brought up in war and fire and death is quite interesting absolutely um and you know create some fun little parallels to the doctor not in any way that's meaningful or worth exploring, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they have that chat, and then uh, I don't know about you, babe, but when my guy started spasming on the floor, I I, I was just screeching with laughter. Like, like the way they shot that was very silly. There's that weird m- moment. I think it might be when he first like falls, and the camera does like it's that. Yeah. Three separate like pushins on his face, like intercut yeah, with each it. other. I was like, what is going on here? It's silly as hell. I'm like, Mark, babe. Look, I I don't want to get on my high horse, but you should see him. He's pretty tall. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna get on there now. <laughs> oh, there we are. I'm on my high horse. Um, because uh, indulge me if you will, but uh-huh. I may or may not have made a motion picture which has a pretty similar scene in it. Uh, mine's better tenfold. No, it is. Um, you know, same fun town design, but better and just shot better. It's just like, but why are you on the floor with your mouth wide open, not making sounds? Like, it looks silly. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a better director. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll get down off my high horse now. You, you make, make, talk about what you've got to talk about. It's going to take me a no, minute to dismount. <laughs> so, um, no, I just feel like in the episode, it happens a few times. Are oh, you down? You down? Yeah, I'm down. Hello. It happens down. a few times. Um, so, yeah, he, he he spasms a few times in this episode. Like, there's that bit where Tish is talking to Martha, and then behind Tish, mm. he starts like he like drops to the floor with like a. That's creepy. It's it's creepy, only but beca- also only because even though you know he's pulling the stupidest face on the planet, but because he's out of focus, people doing shit in the backgrounds when they're out of focus, creepy. <gasps> However, there is an episode. 
later on in the series that does it better. Yeah. I tell you, you know what, exactly what I mean. Something I want to say actually is the t- one of the times I've been the most scared in my whole life was watching it chapter two. Um, and if you don't know what I'm t- oh. it's not a spoiler, guys, it's not a spoiler oh, if you haven't seen it. But basically, there's a scene with this old lady oh. where in the background oh, yeah. she kind of crawls through a corridor, oh. and you literally, I literally went yeah. like I actually shivered. I was like, disgusting, disgusting, vile. Gross. Again, if you want to film podcasts, let us know. <laughs> yeah, because I have a mental block on that movie because it was like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um... Are you joking? <laughs> Are you actually joking? No, no, genuinely. I, no, I despise it. Um... I love that film. I've seen it. No. Okay, let's leave it there because we're going to argue. See, yeah. we can't do a film podcast because we would just argue. <laughs> That's the fun bit. That's the fun. Um, That's the fun. Yeah, so, of course, yeah. Wal- Waters of Mars does it a couple times and it's yeah. fucking good each time they do it. Oh, don't. So, yeah, we've got spasms left, right, and center. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Why is Lazarus looking like a scorpion? I get why, I know why, because it's like, you know, like the cell is dormant, and, you know, it's, you know, tapping into that part of like, oh, humans could have been this, and it's tapped into that kind of, that, that genetic code or whatever. I don't care. It looks fucking awful. It looks <laughs> so bad. And that's my think- truth. No, it looks terrible, but I I feel like it's it's also kind of part of the charm, and I like I love that the face on it doesn't look like Mark Gatiss, and also the voice that comes out is not Mark Gatiss, or if it is, it sounds nothing like him. So I, I feel like I'm not even watching the same character at that point. Because I remember on Doctor Who Confidential, they did a whole thing about how they were putting Mark's face onto it, and it's like, but it doesn't look like him though. Literally looks nothing like him. Like, who is that? I don't know who this man is, but it ain't Mark Gatiss. It's a really interesting choice to try and do a creature that big and intricately designed on their budget and time. Like, couldn't they have just had him like mutate in a different way? I don't know. I would. I would. I would have done like a weird stealth vampire story. Yeah, that would have. Oh. You know, make him get all fucky, grow big teeth, look a bit creepy and a bit goopy and a bit oopy and a bit weird, and goopy. just have him drain the life force out of people. Kind of like a plasma war kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely, like, do you know what would be really cool? Is if he just, you know how, as the creature, his mouth kind of opens in that really weird way. Like uh, he, like the predator. That's it. Why didn't he just have that, maybe? And then he, like, he uses that to suck the life force out of people and... Are they, I want to say, mandibles? Sure, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> go with that. Don't write in, folks. No, don't write in, because we don't care. Uh, <laughs> about that, about that, no. <laughs> about mandibles. Anything about else, mandibles. fine. Mandibles, Anything else, don't please do, but yeah. Um, but yeah also, I mean, yes, yes, yes. In the in the time since the Dalek whatever of the whatevers of the Daleks came out, I've watched the TV movie because I got bored and was in a good mood and wanted to watch it. Yes, okay, it's not LA, it's San Francisco or whatever, San Diego, wherever it's set. I haven't even remembered. Have a go at me. I don't care. It's not LA. <laughs> oh, big deal. Big no one's actually deal. mentioned it, but I realised it and felt immediately embarrassed. We're all too um, busy looking at Paul McGann. Get fucked. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm sorry for any TV movie stands. I failed everybody. We are TV movie stands as well. We we, we are part of that. Oh, yeah. That, that niche of the fandom. Um, TV movie slaps. It absolutely slaps. But we'll get there. Um, when? Who knows? Um, 
Maybe we'll do it as a special thing. Who knows? Who knows? We don't. We don't know because this whole thing is held together by a little bit of hope and about five staples. Um, <laughs> and we just get to things when we damn well get to them. Yeah. Anyway, back to this episode. So, yes, Scorpion, big fat Scorpion, big thing running after Ten and Martha. What feels like for like most of the episode, it's like, can we just do something else? Kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah, and like not many good creative uses of it. Um I like I like the I like the scene with the the, uh, the gas taps in the I like lab. that. I like that. Just for the hero shot that you can use in all the trailers of David diving away from the explosion. I do like as well the shot the rotating hallway. That's quite cool. Yeah, so I watched I watched ninety five percent of this with my housemate, and he was like, "Oh, the design doesn't look too bad there." It's like, yeah, because it's the shaky cam, and yeah. you can't focus on it for long enough, so yeah. it works. They should have done that for the whole thing. Also, the perspective of the size of it changes a lot in this, and I'm like, "How big is it? No. I can't tell." You know? No, I I can't really put my head around it. That being said, though, actually, I do like. He's not like a, a design, I guess, calling it a design is very grandiose, but I like the way the the drained corpses look. Oh my god, they look amazing. I tell you what, I tell you what, this reminds me, we're going to talk about Doctor Who figures again for a second, so I know, it's boring, okay. <laughs> there was an unreleased Doctor Who figure, if anyone's aware, of Lazarus with his dead wife that they were going to release. So funny. It's so funny because I'm glad they didn't make it because no one wants it. No one actually wants that. Sorry. Nobody wants that. Um, but when I look it up, when you look at just write Doctor Who unreleased figures and then write Lazarus and it will come up. It's so funny. Are you doing it now? Live research, live I research. I, I've not I've not seen it, so Or if I have, I don't remember it. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? Like I would love, I would love the the corpse, but yeah, so it makes no sense. What? Yeah, sorry. Is it no? It's essentially it's Lazarus smirking, and then like you can get in the pack, you would have gotten his dead wife, like all scrawny next to him, and it's like, okay, but why? Like surely, <laughs> if they were going to do it, they would have done like the big scorpion monster. Yeah, I'm like glad they didn't because again, no one wants it. Rankdos thing. But yeah, no one wants that either. So I'm now getting ready for loads of unreleased figures, and there's one of the half, like the Doctor as he's like shot by the Dalek. Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. It's cool, that. but also it, I just know it would look bad though. Yeah, but I want it though. <laughs> but, you know, I, I tell you what, one unreleased figure there that I'm sure you just saw was Gwyneth. We wanted it, and we didn't get it. Go on, very sad. Yeah, just to settle for those shit Torchwood figures. They're so shit. To be fair, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely going to get a weevil at some point, though, because that one looks fine, because it's a thing. I don't know. Camp. Anyway, um, but yeah, it just reminds me of that. It's very funny. Um, but it does look good. They look like mummies, almost. It's so strange. Like, Yeah, it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool little design. I like it. And then you get this... So, right, Elliot, theorise with me. Okie do. You get that really mysterious man that goes up to Francine and is like, did your daughter just go off with that doctor? 
And, it's, and she's like, yeah, what do you know about him? And then he kind of just like whispers in her ear and is like, well, no, at first he's like, um, she should pick her friends more wisely. And then later on, he whispers in her ear. And it's obviously, he's obviously working for Harold Saxon. Yeah. The master. <gasps> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but I'm just wondering what he said. Like, like he actually, um, he stole, he stole my lunchbox. <laughs> He he's still he's still not over his ex. <laughs> he's still not over his ex. Exactly. Yes. He's going <laughs> on about it all me, the time. Reminds me a lot of the classic, and I mean classic, one of my favorite movies of all time, the nineteen seventy one Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where after every child wins a golden ticket, Slugworth just appears out of nowhere and starts whispering in their ear. That's what it reminds me of. Every time I see it, I'm just always like, oh, that fucking Slunkworth-ass motherfucker. <laughs> but it's just very strange. It's like he's just like really whispering in her ear like very intently. And then obviously later on, she like give, slaps him, just goes whack over his face. Yeah. And it's like, and keep away yeah. from my daughter. Yeah. Which is good because you know that, I mean, it's not deserved, right? No physical violence is deserved. But you know what I mean? No. You can you can feel that you feel the passion, the purpose behind it with what's happened. It's not just a random No. You know, I don't think like... Francine would slap anyone without proper reasoning. Again, not that we ever condone that kind of behaviour because it's not funny or cute or quirky. But No. To be fair, like... if I was told by a government official, apparently, that the man my daughter is hanging out with is a threat to, is a threat in general, and he was doing some nonsense, I would probably get a bit violent as well. And I do like that he's like, oh, it's always always the mothers. Well, it is. It's true. We then, for some reason, decide that we've not had enough episodes in Series 3 that wrap themselves up using some kind of sonic sound waves. It's great, though. It's 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 impressive. It's a cool it's a cool set piece. It's a shame it feels kind of so tacked on to the end. But I like that they I like how they set it up. But it's a shame that it feels kind of disconnected from everything else. I do like it though. I do like it when you think something's over and it's not. I quite enjoy that kind of thing personally. I do, but not when it's an episode that's not great. <laughs> well, I know See, that sounds really bad, but like, funnily yeah. enough. Funnily enough, this is my favourite part of the episode. All of this stuff in the cathedral is my favourite thing. It, it's objectively probably the best part of it because it's a lot more interesting, a lot more human. I like the sort of shot of you know, like naked Lazarus just kind of like cowering in the mm. cathedral. It's really interesting. That conversation between Mark and David is just like acting gold. It's very good, and the dialogue—that's the best dialogue of the whole episode as well. Like you say, uh, moment that I think like the perspective is really off is when Tish and Martha are running towards the bell tower, mm. and he's like coming along the side thing, and there's like Tyler sort of standing up, and I'm like, he looks like he's only about like two inches taller than Tish is in this moment, and it's yeah. just a bit weird. The perspectives are very, very strange. I don't understand it at all. Like I really don't. Um, that was a bit of a um uh, an oversight, I think. Um. But I do love that Tish gets involved and is like, "I'm, I'm not leaving yeah. her. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing." And it, that. Yeah, it sets up then some good kind of conflict, interest stuff where you know she's probably now going to trust the Doctor and Martha more than she's going to trust Francine and her opinions on it. Yeah, because she's seen him in action and she knows that he is a good person. 
um, and yeah. they work really well together. And I do like as well, even though it's backtracking slightly, yeah. um, the, it, they actually do have that very interesting stance where, you know, you can see both sides very clearly where Francine is like, you know, that man is dangerous, look at all death, look at all the destruction. Mm. And then Martha's point of view is like, all of that stuff was going to happen. The only yeah. reason that more people aren't dead is because it's he's because here. of him, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's a very interesting thing, that especially the tenant stuff kind of carries on about, you know, having death and destruction in your wake. And it's like, you know, well, oh, yeah. he does attract it, but also he stops it. So it's interesting. Yeah. So eat that. <laughs> Time Lord Victorious is coming. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, then I... you get all that. Sorry. No, no, go on, go on. No, I just, I was going to say, and then, yeah, looping it back, I actually adore that not only does the Doctor say, I need to turn it up to 11, he actually turns it up to 11. It's very, <laughs> it pleases, <laughs> this is why it's such an odd, an odd reference to have in the episode. I love it, though. Uh, who knew the Doctor's a fan of Spinal Tap? It's... It's just, I love that whole thing with the pipe organ. It's very fun. Um, and Martha, I'm sorry, Martha has some bloody strength holding on to, when she gets knocked off the thing, she's holding on to the edge of that, like, not the balcony bit of the cathedral, but you know what I mean, like the edge. Um, like, I mean, we all know Freeman Adjaman works out and has some guns, but oh my God, the strength on Martha. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Whilst having sonic organs ringing through your ears. Permanent ear, ear damage right there. But yeah, you know, it's a good idea and it like gives a purpose for the finale taking place inside a cathedral. It's very good. I like it. I like the set. I just like the whole setting of it and And if the episode was anything better, I you know, you could be like, ah, oh, the cathedral, the, you know, the place he loved and he gets a diary loved and you know, maybe if you mentioned something about the organ, you know, the thing that he used to love hearing that bought him comfort now killed him. The episode is not worth any of that discussion or dissection. Cause, no, it really um, isn't. But, yeah. but it's, it's, a, it's a good little bit of synergy. And overall, basically what you're saying is it's not that deep. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. But I do really like, though, I do really like at the end when you realise, nah, my, um, you know, I like the fact she's like, oh, come on, it's not fair. Like, I'd, I'm not going to do one more trip uh, in the TARDIS. I'm either there or I'm not. And that's and that's that. Um, and then, obviously, it's all lovely. And he's like, yeah, if that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have yeah, you each here, book you know. Welcomes her aboard full time. But you know what they don't do? They don't, he doesn't let her just, just give her five minutes. Go to her bedroom, get some more t-shirts, some more trousers, just a new outfit. Doesn't do that. <laughs> well, you know, he's already he's already stood in her flat and done the you know, here we are, complete strangers and flashing you my knickers, so you know, maybe she's just embarrassed. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's 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 like and it's nice as well that they their their dynamic shifts from here. Absolutely. Um and it goes in a very, very interesting direction. It does. Um, and I love that, again, I've not seen this in ages, of that they had one week off in May and it meant we had to have a dramatic coming oh, soon yeah. for the rest of the series trailer. It's yeah. bizarre. When, no, it, no, when it, it started, wasn't even I was one like, week. It was two weeks. It was a two week break. Is it two weeks? I tried to work it out. I thought it was only one week. It says uh, uh, Doctor Who is back in two weeks at the end. Ah, uh, okay. Something I was like just that, trying to work yeah. it out based on the dates. But yeah, that's fine. But yeah, even then, to have a. It's not even like a, an extended trailer for the next episode. It is 
for the back half of the series. It's very bizarre. Yeah. I like it. I like it too, because you get to see John Sim. Tap, tap, tapping away. Yeah. Stuff. So, we are at the wrap-up portion of the episode where we talk about the standout moment, what didn't work, most Doctory moment, and our favourite quotes. Elliot, coming at you, as always, what is your standout moment from the Lazarus experiment? My standout moment (laughs) is actually a moment that uh, I didn't talk about so much in the episode. I Mm -hmm. love, love Lazarus turning on... His wife, Daniel Lady it's Thor. Good. Um, I don't it's know. Good. There's something weirdly sinister about it. Uh, there's the way he grabs her face and turns her to oh, look yeah. at her reflection in the glass. It's really nasty. Um, and sometimes I just kind of like people being dicks for no reason, and it just kind of brings me a little bit of joy. Um, that he's like, like a look bit, at yourself, woman, bastard. Yeah. Like, oh. So that is my stand-up moment. Nice. What? What about you? Mine is, I said it already, but um, the conversation in the cathedral between Lazarus and the Doctor, like, as they're spiralling each other, like, turning around, like, walking around, well, the Doctor walking around him, and, like, I love the way it's shot, I love the dialogue, everything. Yeah. It's just really good. Really, really good. Um, Solid. But what didn't work for you in this episode? Um, it's, 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 it's difficult, because there's, like, yeah, it's, like, usually said moment, there's not, like, a specific moment. I think just the creature you know like like it, if the creature was different i think i would probably not love this but i'd like it more than i do and i don't hate it but you know it's just like you say the perspective is going to whack and it's just not very believable and it's a bit sort of it's a bit too silly for its own yeah. good i think um so definitely the monster i think unfortunately what about you Mine's the same. It's uh, I wrote the creature yeah. instead. I wrote the creature. So the creature, but then also the spasms. Just silly, silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not very well executed. And you know, you know that I love a bit of fun. We love fun. This episode is fun with the capital. F- you know this. You know this. We don't take things too seriously. But if if it's taking me out of it, it's not good. Exactly. So what was your most doctory moment in this episode? What did you think was the most doctory thing that Ten did? Honestly, it was kind of hard to decide. Mm-hmm. Not because it's full of great doctory moments, but because it's actually kind of lacking in some really good doctory moments. Yeah, I so, think so. I would say probably, probably stopping the Lazarus machine. Yeah. When, like... But then, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna update it slightly. Go from doctory moment to most doctory and Marthry moment because that scene okay. where they work together fills my heart with joy when they yeah, both stop yeah. the machine. And then later on as well, when he's analysing the DNA, and you can tell that Martha, you know, just knows what she's doing because she's a doctor. Like yeah. that as well. I like they're a really good pairing in this episode. Actually, um, I will say so. I did forget to say something earlier, so I'm gonna insert it here now. Um, when Martha takes the DNA sample from Lazarus, very slay, very slay, mm. love it. So what was my most doctory moment? Um, what is your? <laughs> yeah, I forgot where we were. I also didn't know how much gap you wanted to leave there. But yeah, what is what is your most doctory moment? Mine is uh, the Doctor playing the pipe organ. Just mm. massive, massive pipe organ. 
I'm going to play that. I need to have a go on that. And I need to save the day using that thing. Favourite quotes then? What do you have? What, what have you got? Let us know. I have, I have DOS. Same. I mean, it's two. Um, so I speak my, uh, I'll, I'll give my, 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 my proper one first. And then, you know, I'll do me runner up if we're desperate. Yeah. My proper one. Again, actually, it's from that scene where Lazarus turns on his wife. And there's something about the really cold way he says, Do you really think I'd waste another lifetime on you? Oh, oh, that's Horrib- a good one. Horrible, cutting, but it made me smile. That's a really good one. That's yeah, really good one, answer. actually. Oh, mm. that's really good. Bitch. Oh, I'm jealous. I should have picked that, but I'm not going to because I'm going to be different. <laughs> what's, your what's your other one? Well, no, what's your other one? Go on. Oh, my other one would be uh, some people live more in 20 years than others do in 80. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I've got a silly one and then a serious one, as always. Okay. I'm glad I, I didn't do see either of yours. I, I don't do that on purpose. I just genuinely love silly things. Um, do a like silly podcast. one. Do a silly yeah. one. I'll do a silly one. Um, they've got nibbles. I love nibbles. <laughs> I don't, but we've already talked about that. He does get very excited, bless him. It's cute. He's like, nibbles. I love nibbles. Like, yeah. Or like when, when Martha's like, yeah, I like your, yeah, I like your tuxedo. It's very James Bond. He goes, James Bond. He goes, do you think so? I'm like, oh. What a sweet Um, art. And then my other one is, um, and do you know what's really funny? Because I used to, fun fact, because I'm a video editor, back in the day, I used to make fan edits. Not like the ones on TikTok these days. I'm seasoned. I used to do them on YouTube back in the day. And I always used to use this quote in my fan edits of The Doctor because it's fucking good. Um, I'm old enough to know that a longer life isn't always a better one. In the end, you just get tired. Tired of the struggle. Tired of losing everyone that matters to you. Tired of watching everything turn to dust. If you live long enough, Lazarus, the only certainty left is that you'll end up alone. Oh! Okay. I see you. I see you. With those words. I also enjoy the... They make a little reference to Rise of Side Men, Age of Steel. Oh, just enjoy that. It's when, um, because when he's first putting the tuxedo on, they're like walking to the thing. He's like, Oh, I hate black tie. He's like, Last time I was wearing black tie, nothing good happened. Oh, uh, last time uh, he was wearing uh, a tuxedo, probably the same tuxedo, was Rise of Side Men, Age of Steel. Yes, yes, this is true. This is true. Party vibe, nibbles, tuxedo, nowhere near as good as the Age of Steel. No, Any, definitely or not. Or Rise of Side Men, sorry. Oh, God, no. That's just on another level. But anyway, that's Lazarus' experiment. And now what I need to know from you, Elliot, and also from myself, is what would you give this episode out of five? Look, I'm having fun. I don't care about its shortcomings. I'm enjoying it. It moves along at a zippy pace. I have given it exactly half marks. Two and a half out of five for me this week. Because try as I might, I can't hate it. It's a fun episode of Doctor Who. Camp, stupid, all the things we love. Um, but, you know, could be improved on. Well, funnily enough, um, friend, uh, I've done the same. I've done exactly the same thing as you. Yeah. 2.5 out of 5. It is it is what it is. That's right, I've gone too high. <laughs> no, no, no. It is what the it is. The face you're pulling, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> no, no. It, it, the episode is what it is. It's, it's giving something. It's not giving, but it's giving something. <laughs> 
Um, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. I never skip it on the rewatch. It's, you know, that's giving, when you know. It's giving GCSE drama. It's, it's giving, giving GCSE <laughs> drama. Um, it's giving community theatre. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, but it's fun. It's fun, and Mark Gatiss is genuinely very good in this. But yes, that's a Lazarus experiment. What a time! What a ride! What a ride! Use SPF children and adults and everyone. So that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast, the gayest show in the galaxy. We hope you had fun. We sure tried. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond podcast. We have one tier, it's the companion tier. It costs you £3, and for that you get a shout-out on the show, just like Lewis, like River, like Bulldozer 713, like Jason, like Becca Johnson-Smith, like Abby Potts, like David Cummings, like Jack Wilson, and Jack Parker, and Ben Somersault. If you'd like us to get a P.O. box, that's the place to go. It'll happen one day when there's another view over there. Changes to be made soon. However, don't want to send money to us, that's fine. Times are hard. Friends of few, I understand. It's, uh, it's difficult out there, but you can be as cool as Neva, Zen, and Isis. Get your name and your content read out on the show if you send an email to comealongpompod at gmail.com. All the action's happening over there. It's cool. I love seeing the inbox. Genuinely brightens my day. However, there are other things. Just calm, cool it. Cool it. Calm down. We're not done yet. It's fine. We've got ages to go yet. It's fine. Twitter, twitter.com forward slash comealongpondw. Over there, we post... Oh, once a week when an episode comes out. But if you tag us in things, maybe tweet at us, we will try and reply. But, you know, we don't engage generally because it's a cesspit. However, TikTok, we're over there. Fun little clips, silly hog girl chats, odd little moments. Come on, Pom Podcast. I know you know it because that's probably how you found this show, but i got to plug it. I know, I know, it's okay. Don't worry, it's fine. I know you sat there going, you're going, I know, I heard, I heard the TikTok. Well, maybe, you know, follow it and repost our videos. Anyway... Your one-stop shop, number one home, big, awesome, mega place to get all your cap knowledge. Instagram, come on, pond podcast. I'm talking stories. I'm talking posts. I'm talking polls. I'm talking updates. I'm talking reels. What are reels, you might say? Get with it, grandma. Reels are like TikToks, but they're on Instagram. TikTok via Mark Zuckerberg. You're goddamn right. Follow us over there for all your podcasting needs. Anyway, I've been Damla, that's been Elliot, this has been a fucking disgrace. Ah! <laughs> Thanks. Oh Thanks, everybody. Thank <laughs> you, everyone. Um, Thanks. We, we, we love this. We love doing this. It's so fun, honestly. Like, I just feel like at the minute, sorry, not to get too gushy, but also I want to get gushy for two, just two seconds. Um, you know, we really try to bring bring the vibes on this podcast. And, you know, we work very, very hard on this podcast. It may not seem like it, but we do. We work very, very hard <laughs> um, on this because we care. You know, we do it because it's fun and we love it. And it's just really nice to know that people are enjoying because we, we're getting some lovely messages, DMs, emails of people saying how much they enjoy it. And we're suddenly gaining quite a lot of like like recently on instagram we've been just getting an influx of followers um i know like the reels are doing quite well at the moment but still it's like um it's it's a hobby that's gone out of hand basically um and we're very grateful because we love it so much yeah um but i just want to say thank you for the support 
and all of that. It's lovely and it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, you know, the, the emails and the DMs are great. They're, they're, they're like the best thing. Um, I might yeah. be very flippant during my wrap up, but we do genuinely appreciate all of you. No, genuinely. I just wanted to add that in this week because at the minute the podcast is, 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 is doing really nicely and it's, yeah, and we're, re- and we're just, it's really nice to see because when you put effort into something, you want it to do well and you want it to resonate with people and you want it to um, touch the hearts of, of, <laughs> of the, of the gays. And I think it's doing that. So <laughs> we, we are you. the people's princess. We are. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for that. That's that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Thank you. Thanks. We give basically. you air from our lungs. Air from our grateful <sighs> lungs. <sighs> for our very, very grateful lungs. <sighs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Love oh. ya. Bye. Love Bye. ya. Bye now. Bye. 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 Tell her, is that a new skin cream you've got? You look 20 years younger. It is, because I use SPF, bitch. <laughs>